Welcome or welcome back to Horse for Horror. I'm Mariah. And I'm Kayla. And this week, I will be covering a family annihilator. Okay. Good. Which is our Super. favorite. I think I'm too depressed to keep doing these. <laughs> I think that they're like the most true, like one of the most true crime categories that you could ever cover. And for some reason, like, they get a lot of hits from the listeners, so. <laughs> I know. Our listeners are fucked up. You guys are fucked up. They're fucked up. Thanks, though. They like fucked up cases. All right, so. Okay, so I will be covering the Longo family. Have you ever heard of them, Kayla? Possibly. Well, prepare to be depressed. All right, here we go. The Longos were a seemingly normal, middle-class family that resided in Waldport, Oregon. Christian and Mary Jane actually met in Michigan when the two were members of the same Jehovah's Witness congregation. I like you. Oh, wait, so they're they're Jehovah's Witnesses? They're Jehovah's Witnesses, yeah. That's new. It is new. I don't well, think we've ever covered a Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, interesting. And I feel okay. like they have a pretty strict um, religious belief, if I remember. I think that they believe, like, only, I think, that... Only like 140,000 people are going to get into heaven or something like that. Oh my God. So they're competing. (laughs) Yeah, could be wrong. And that's the thing. Like they're all competing to be, and it's like throughout all of history. So you're competing against, you know, the best of the best. (laughs) Why why even try? I'm pretty sure that it's I'm not kidding. (laughs) So both had been raised in very strict religious homes and appeared to raise their family under those same circumstances. In 1993, when Christian was 19, he married Mary Jane, who was 25. Okay. Yeah, that's quite a big difference. I, I'm not I'm not a fan of that. Uh, life experiences from 19 to 25, I don't even know who I was at 19. Uh, I was not who I should be at 19. Yeah, I was not Like, I didn't person. I didn't know how to stand up for myself for anything at 19. I was a pushover. And yeah. Nothing, so I'd rather not go back to that. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying, like, knowing who I am at 25 versus at 19, like, I could not marry a 19-year-old, <laughs> let alone hang out with a 19-year-old. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> so Christian was employed at a local Starbucks while Mary Jane was actually a full-time mother. Hate Starbucks hate them. Why? They're racist and they fire people who try to get they oh, unionized. Union per- yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, they just keep going downhill. Yeah, I feel like a couple years ago they were like a pretty good company where, you know, they shut down all the Starbucks mm-hmm. to talk about like, hey, this is how you like don't discriminate. <laughs> but yeah, and now they're just fucking discriminating. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. So from the outside, and- sorry. Sorry, one more thing. The customer is not always right. You guys are fucking shit. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) After working fast food, that is correct. One Mm -hmm. time I was called a cunt because McDonald's charges like 10 cents extra to put buffalo sauce on a McChicken. You don't make that decision. You just work the register. I was literally like, I... You hit a button. I'm 17. That says, (laughs) it's 10 cents. Yeah. Even if I could change that, sir... I don't know how, and I don't have the authority. I'm a 17-year-old making minimum wage. <laughs> and then I've also been yelled at. I'm from a very small town. I was yelled at by one of our teachers in the drive through line. And I was like, see you on Monday. You have a great day. I'll see you in class. Like, 
Are you kidding Wait, me? you were in the drive-thru? No, I was working the drive-thru and the teacher came through and was yelling because we, McDonald's charges extra for syrup packets. Like you get like two and then it's like 25 more cents for another one. Why do you need more than two? That's what I'm saying. Maybe you should look at your portion sizes, yeah, ma'am. That's a lot. And they, they, those are big syrup packages. It's not like they're like little tiny ones. You they're don't need big. more than two. You don't. Yeah. No, are you I saving agree. it for later? Also, like yelling at a 17 year old, the one that you're going to teach the next day isn't going to get you what you want. So, like, <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> no, literally. I believe my homework audacity. is not going to be done, Miss Whatever the Fuck Your Name Is. Uh huh. That's exactly what it was. So, yeah, fuck working fast food. All those fast food workers out there, man, I appreciate you. I commend you. I know your work is fucking hard because customers are horrible. So, from the outside, the Longo family appeared to have it all. The family was attractive and conventionally successful. Mary Jane's friends said that Christian was actually the husband who made all the other wives jealous. So, he constantly doted on her, bought her flowers and gifts took her on all these spontaneous trips, and the wedding ring that he got her was actually a three-carat diamond, which is, like, what? a fucking rock. What person can afford that? And I feel like it's a keeping up with the Joneses situation. Oh, yeah, exactly. like, I feel like it's all fake. It's, like, a facade. Oh, it is, yeah. But you guys um, are in debt. Could you imagine a three... That's, like, knuckle-to-knuckle kind of rock. I wouldn't be able to pick up my hand. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I, I would get... never want one that big. No, That's and I big. get, like, sometimes, especially if you have, like, a solitaire, mm-hmm. like, a solitary diamond, it looks better if it's a little bit bigger, like, I yeah. don't know, a carrot and a half. But three? Dude, a full carrot is huge. It's huge. It's massive. Three carrot is, like, some fucking Kim Kardashian it's like, shit. It's, like, it's gaudy. It's, like, a, look how much money I have. And I would never even want to yeah. wear it, because, like, someone could fucking steal that shit. They would cut your hand off, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what Mary Jane's friends and everyone else didn't know was that Christian was about as perfect as far as you could throw him. So like, I can't throw a grown man, so he's not perfect at all. Does that make sense? Yeah. (laughs) Two just buying a three carat diamond ring. And he bought it on a crazy payment plan where he put zero down and the monthly payment was more than their rent. Like, no. No. <laughs> Are you gonna live in this fucking rock? No, like, honey. And Mary Jane had no idea. And see, this is why I say they should teach you finances in school. Yeah. And also, they're from like a very religious background. So I'm sure they're, you know, educated on the basics. Like, I don't wanna say basics, but like, the man is the head of the household. He handles the finances. The woman cleans. Don't worry about finances. The man will handle it. And that's just, like, not, no. See, this is this is also, and it's probably just, like, my own bias, but, like, I attribute this fucking fakeness to, like, Christianity. And I know they're Jehovah's Witnesses, but. Yeah. Well, and not even just Christianity, tree. but, like, any belief that teaches you, like, because of your gender, you're subservient to this person. Like, that yeah, is yeah, the kind I of agree. shit that I don't I just like. have, yeah. I just have specific experience with. Christianity and like my bias is based on of my own experience like I just so sick of going into a church and having to pretend to be like the best and better than and like more humble than somebody else like it's all fake 
and it's like the biggest pile of gossip I've ever walked into. It's worse than high school because at least with high school, everyone's like not fake. They're like, yeah, I'm a bitch. Like, <laughs> and there they're like, Jesus loves me more than you. I just have a lot of problems with like organized religion. And, you know, we've said it multiple times on the podcast, like, I I don't like organized religion. I think it's, like, the root of all evil. I think that they do exactly what they preach against. They do. Yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't fuck with religion, bro. So, Christian could only give Mary Jane all of these things by using credit cards, which is, like, not a good way to start off a marriage, but who am I? Well, credit cards aren't necessarily bad, but if you don't know how to use them and you're not paying them off and you're just accruing that interest, it's just throwing you in debt. They're not inherently evil, but buying a three-carat diamond ring that's more than your rent on a credit card is pretty bad. (laughs) That's not how you use credit cards. Yeah, that's really dumb. (laughs) So one month, Christian didn't have enough money to cover the rent and ring, so he actually ended up stealing the money from the camera store that he was working at at that time. So it said that the very next morning, his conscience got the better of him, and he actually left a check for the missing money at the counter, along with a letter of resignation, which, like, doesn't exclude the fact that you stole from a business. So, and also Christian's roommate at the time, who was also in the Jehovah's Witness congregation, informed the elders of the incident, and Christian was sanctioned and lost some of his responsibilities. And during this time, Mary Jane stood by him, um, but because of the sanctions, the two were actually not able to get married in their kingdom hall, which is like the sacred area that they get married in. Christian claimed at the time that he'd learned his lesson by saying, quote, I was determined that I would never do anything along those lines again, anything that was not only illegal, but immoral and unsavory, end quote. And, you know, I'm covering a family annihilator case, so, like, come on. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously that didn't work. Yeah. And I, I try to, like, give people the benefit of the doubt because we all make mistakes. It's, it's fine. It's part yeah. of the fucking life. So nothing changed despite Christian thinking that he learned his lesson. He was addicted to having the, quote, perfect lifestyle. And before the birth of their first child, Zachary, he maxed out every single one of the family's credit cards. He bought new cars, designer clothing, took on himself. On a credit card? Uh, so I think that he just, like, applied for loans on for the car, obviously. Okay, I was about, <laughs> I heard of, there is one person that I've heard of doing that. Somebody, I don't remember who this was, but somebody was like, you've got a credit card, go buy a new car. And I'm like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No. Have you heard of um, interest? Like, <laughs> the shit that you No, never pay. heard of her. <laughs> Um, he also took Where himself and Mary Jane on exotic tropical vacations. And obviously things like only got worse after they started having kids. And they had three kids like back to back within a three year time span. So it's like boom, 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 boom. And no kids. I don't know how you have the time or energy, yeah. let alone the money, to be buying all of this shit, constantly changing like your finances are stressful. Yeah. So if you're adding new shit or changing shit out. Do you know how long it takes me to get my budget back in order? Even if it's just the simplest thing. I'm like, oh, well, I have to take this off and I have to stop paying this and now I have to go through this to pay this. It's stressful, okay? And now you're going on all these vacations, which vacations can be stressful in themselves, especially if you don't have the money to go. And then you're going to have three kids and those are money pits. 
Yeah, literally, money pits. People always say, like, oh, why didn't you guys have kids yet? And I'm just like, money, bro. I like money. I like my body. I like my personal time. I like my freedom. Like, I don't know. No thanks, bro. My, my, uh, there's no tendency here. Thank you. Yeah. No. And also, like, I don't need to have a child to be fulfilled as a woman because I am already fulfilled as a woman. Anyway. So obviously, like I said earlier, Mary Jane was a full-time mother caring for the children whenever they were first born. So like when they first had the three kids, like three, two, one. Um, And Christian worked at a company that distributed the New York Times newspaper. So at 25, Christian actually decided to quit that job and start his own construction cleanup business with other members of their church. I know people do startups. But isn't that expensive? It is. But this business actually, like, took off quickly, and it was, like, doing super hot. But then, unfortunately, they expanded too quickly. That just seems like stress to me. That's what it looks like. It's just stress on top of stress. (laughs) Yeah. Just just a bunch. It's the never-ending staircase of stress, and I am stressed. Yeah. (laughs) So, at this point, all the credit cards are maxed out. No money is coming in, but Christian is still keeping up with the Joneses. Obviously not. Well, he exaggerated the success of his company so well that his own father invested like $40,000 into the company. He was showing off a brand new boat, two cars, and two jet skis that he actually lied and said that he'd won in a contest, but actually bought it all on credit. So the family was in so much debt that even paying just the card minimums was stressful, and he began forging checks from his customers just to scrape by. Um, One morning, there's reports that they woke up to the noise of a tow truck in the driveway towing away one of their cars, and when the other car broke down, Christian made himself a fake driver's license and presented it to a Pontiac dealer for a test drive, and this never returned the car. That's Grand Theft Auto, my guy. You could file for bankruptcy. You could never get into this problem in the first place, but at this point, you could just file for bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And when Mary Jane started to ask why they hadn't received any billing statements for the new car that was stolen, Christian began creating fake ones and actually mailing them to their address so that it looked legit to his wife. You have so much time on your hands to be creating this this fake shit. You could just be working. (laughs) You could just be bringing in money. And so along with things not going well financially, like things in the marriage were not good either. (laughs) You you don't say. Yeah, I can't imagine that it'd be going great. (laughs) She knows. When she started asking about those, uh... Billing statements. Yeah, when she started asking about the billing statements, she was like, something's wrong here. And then in May of 2000, Mary Jane actually called her sister saying that she discovered emails from her husband and another woman. And when Mary Jane confronted Christian about them, he told her that she hadn't been any fun since having children and he didn't love her anymore. Excuse me? You fucking excuse me? Excuse me? (laughs) I literally birthed three human beings and I care for their entire well-being. Like, maybe cut me some slack. The fucking disrespect in that statement. You know what? Sit down. Sit down. We're going to have a long conversation. It's going to end with your balls being chopped off because the (laughs) fucking audacity. No, really, though. Like, fuck off. Take your debt-ridden bullshit and get the fuck out. And you know what? 
I would have just forged a new fucking name for myself and left so I didn't have to deal with his debt because fuck that shit. Yeah. Um, actually, despite their troubles, though, Mary Jane ended up staying with Christian. Um, she no. did, however, tell the elders in the congregation about this whole situation because, like, cheating and adultery is a huge deal within that church. And, um, but that's literally just, like, I'm telling mom. <laughs> well, I mean, like, their whole re- relationship was built on, like, being members of this church, growing up in this church. Like, I understand why she would tell them, like... No, that's fine. That's fine. I guess it would be a support system for her, too, because, like, if you're not... If I can't get you to hold yourself accountable, like, these guys will. Like, hopefully, the number one thing in our lives behind our children, which is the church within this world, like, hopefully they can get you to stop. But also, actually, Christian was sanctioned, like, once again by the church, so he's just, like, in more trouble at the church. But was this sanction just, like, another slap on the wrist? So I I don't know what it means necessarily to be sanctioned, but I know that, like, you can't be a leader in the church. Like, you're kind of, like, looked down upon. So I'm not really sure, like, how the, like, how the rankings go whenever you're sanctioned. The other part of that is, like, you're in trouble. And, like, the difference with the military is, like, when you get in trouble, you have more responsibility. So you have less time on your hands to do dumb shit. But they're like, nope, strip him of his responsibility so he has more time to forge documents. Like, well, well, also remember, like, they're competing to get into heaven and how you get into heaven is to like hold all these responsibilities within the church and work hard so they're like taking away his ability to get into heaven. Responsibilities to get into heaven and there should be responsibilities because you're a sanctioned asshole. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Sweep the gravel. Sweep the gravel. (laughs) Turn every stone so the sun gets to the the same (laughs) amount on each side. Like, come on. It's a military ship. And then eventually in September of 2000, the check foraging and the stolen vehicle actually caught up to Christian and he went to jail. But Christian was like said to be this super charming dude. And even though he'd literally been caught stealing a vehicle, he still managed to convince the courts that he was like, you know, just this family man that hit some troublesome times and was working to get out of it. Grand Theft Auto is not a little bit of trouble. Well, the court disagrees because he was only sentenced to three years of probation and he asked and he had to pay restitution. And then when the elders heard about this, they actually dis like uh disfellowshipped him from being a Jehovah's Witness. So they completely kicked him out of the church. Oh, oh no. So that makes it hard on the wife. Yeah, because this is her what she thought was something that was a part of both of their lives and was a big deal. And Christian claimed that this conviction and being, like, let go from the church led to this, quote, watershed moment with his wife in which he promised her that they would be truthful and sort everything out with their finances. But they had to give each other one last gift, which was corrective eye surgery for Mary Jane and scuba diving lessons for him. Which, like, you're in fucking debt, bro. (laughs) Like, it's not time to have fun. It's time to pay off your debt. Sure. Sound logic. Do it. So just a few weeks after his conviction, Christian was actually unable to pay the restitution and the Longos decided to leave Michigan, which like goes against your probation. So then you're on the run, but whatever. What is wrong with these two? They're both being dumb. Well, I think that Mary Jane was like really in the dark about a lot of it. Like, I don't think that she understood like how probation works, how much restitution they were having to pay. Like, I don't think she knew how much debt that they were in. Not saying that she's like 
you know, completely unblameable in this situation. But I think that, like, in the beginning, she just didn't know. Yeah, in the beginning, I would say she didn't know. But at this point, your husband went to jail for grand theft auto. Grand theft auto. It's a felony. Yeah, but then he only got probation. So did she, I guess she just thought that because he got probation, it wasn't that serious. The gravity of the situation is not sinking in. And like every time, like when Christian's like, you know, talked about his whole life, he's claimed that Mary Jane like had no idea about anything. She probably didn't. He probably had a really, he probably, well, if he's that charismatic, he probably kept a lot of shit from her. So from her side, she's just like, every now and then he gets into like these tiny bits of trouble that she doesn't really know that much about. And then she's like, oh, it's no big deal. No big deal. Just a few weeks after his conviction, the Longos actually decided to leave Michigan. And then when they left, Christian opened a credit card in his father's name and amassed nearly $100,000 of debt without anyone knowing. In his dad's name on in credit cards? In his father's name, yeah. How do you get that much? I okay. How are you approved for that much? I want a lot of things, but like I, I don't want like a hundred thousand dollars worth of shit. Like I can't even imagine what you're buying at that point. I've no like I don't know. I just like what are you buying? Are you paying off your house at that point? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) That's dumb. If you're gonna be doing something like that, you need to you need to really be able to hustle credit cards and you need to be able to balance transfer. Until you can pay it off with no interest throughout the entire time. And even then, balance transfer fees are probably not worth it. Yeah. No, I agree. So they actually moved into an old warehouse in Ohio, which initially Christian claimed that he was actually going to renovate it into like a loft-style living space. But in the meantime, the family of five had to live without a kitchen, without adequate plumbing, and they had to sleep on cots. So, like, this is a legit warehouse, and they have three kids. Sleeping in there, three kids. I would not. I'd take my three kids, and I'd go to my parents' house. Um, Christian actually lied to Mary Jane, telling her that the rent had been paid for, like, the next six months. But meanwhile, he was actually cashing forged checks. How? Yep. How has it been paid? So, following the move, Mary Jane actually drifted out of touch with her family, But her sister Sally was like, you know, oh, hell no, and drove to Ohio because she knew the town that they moved to. She just didn't know, like, the house. And so Sally, and also it's a warehouse, but anyway, so Sally actually drove around until she spotted the family's dog outside of the warehouse. And, you know, she, like, went in and was begging Mary Jane to leave and return to Michigan, but Mary Jane refused and said that she was going to stay with Christian. If anyone comes to me begging me to leave, I obviously need to take a step back from the situation. I think it's easy for us to say that because we've, like, never been in this situation and weren't raised, like literally brainwashed to believe like you don't divorce you you know listen to your husband your husband knows all like she's literally been brainwashed to believe that yeah and she probably thinks that you know he's changing or he will change or it was just a setback and that's not really who he is nope that's who he is (laughs) yeah um so to have money during this time christian was actually stealing construction equipment and then flipping it and selling it to other buyers. Just, just go to work. And before long, like, the police obviously caught on to this scheme and the fact that he was still passing bad checks and the family had to move again. 
So at this point, the family is like straight up running from the law and Christian claims that Mary Jane had no idea at this time. Did she or did she not? That's the question I need answered. Did she really not know? Yeah, the only person who can answer that is Christian. He's like, you know, obviously a dirtbag. I'm covering a family annihilator. If you haven't gotten the hint oh, at right. this point. <laughs> sure. I was like, why can't she answer this? Because she's dead. And so the family actually actually ended up staying on the road for weeks, staying at random campsites and motels, and eventually they had to sell, like, everything, including Mary Jane's massive ring, which they only got, like, a couple hundred bucks for, which is really No, upsetting. no. Dude paid probably 30 grand for that ring. Well, he opened a line of credit for 30 grand. <laughs> So while the family was on the run, Mary Jane's siblings had filed a missing persons report because at this point, like while the family's on the run, they have no way of contacting her. And so they're like, where the fuck is our sister? Like things, you know, could be really bad. Like they're on the run. Um, Christian's parents were also getting worried at this point. And so they started just like calling all the police stations around, like even, even contacting federal agencies. Like I think one source said that they even contacted the FBI saying like, does someone have to die before you do something? Asking law enforcement that. Oh my god, that's some foreshadowing. Then, in November of 2001, a postcard from South Dakota was sent to Sally's house, who was Mary Jane's sister. And the postcard basically said, like, Sorry, we moved. I don't have time to call. Love you. Bye. And so... Uh, what? Yeah, and so Mary it Jane's family... It takes longer a postcard. Mary Jane's family was like, you know, this, like, something is suspicious. Hey, look at this. Like, something isn't right. But instead of seeing it as, like, a red flag that we see that as, like, okay, you have time to, like, buy and send a postcard, but you can't stop at a payphone, whatever. Um, the police actually closed the missing persons report because Mary Jane, according to them, had made contact and they knew that she was in South Dakota now. Um, that's not making contact. Exactly. That you don't have audio of this person. You don't have video of this person. You don't see this person. That's not contact. How is that contact? It's like sending a text message. It doesn't... That, come on. What kind of amateur hour is this? <laughs> um, but closing the report would actually turn out to be a huge mistake because just one month later, a gruesome discovery would be made. On December 19th, 2001, a man in a Waldport RV park called police saying that he'd found the body of a small boy floating face down in the water. And so initially police were like, you know, maybe this boy had gotten away from his parents and this was just a tragic accident because the boy is well-groomed and obviously taken care of. The police canvassed the neighborhood and there was no child missing. And then, then they begin to think like, oh my God, what if there's a car accident nearby that hadn't been reported? And so they send divers down to the area to search. You guys are like very like innocent in your way of thinking, but yes. Good job. <laughs> um, at the same time, the police sent a composite drawing of the boy to the news so that like his face could get out and they could try to identify him. Can you imagine like that actually being the case and you, like you're the parents and you don't know where your child is and you see that on the news? Yeah, that'd be terrifying. But, I mean, yeah. like, a parent would probably report their child missing, and then the police would be like, yeah, we have yeah. this. Like, really sad, but... So, a couple actually came forward to the police and said that that child looked like Zachary Longo, 
who was the child of the woman's co-worker. And that co-worker's name was Christian. Mm, okay. And so she mentioned to the police that there was kind of this, like, weird story about Christian. And on, oh. de- on December 17th, she said that the two had been working together. And at the end of their shift, Christian actually told her that she would no longer be seeing his family because he and his wife were divorcing. Uh, okay. Not really something you would just come out and say. Yeah, seriously, unless you guys are, like, BFFs. But also, I guess that, like, the lady babysat for them off and on, so I guess that that would make sense to be, like, yeah, you're not going to be babysitting for us because we're no longer together. But she could still be babysitting even if they get divorced. (laughs) This dude. Yeah, I don't know. So while this lady was at the police station giving her story, the divers actually called and said that they'd found another body. And oh, then no. it was the body okay. of a little girl who had a pillowcase with rocks tied to her ankle. Please tell me they were dead before they, he dumped them in the water. That's a point of contention still, and we'll get into that. So the police had the guy. police brought both of the children to the morgue and they asked the woman to try and identify them. And this woman actually positively identified the two children as Zachary and Sadie, who were four and three at the time. Four and three? Yeah, so they're little. How can you even do that? So at this point the police know that both children were likely murdered and that they're still missing three members of this family. Christian, Mary Jane, and Madison. On December 27th, divers found two suitcases under a dock adjacent to the condo that the couple were staying at. Um, One contained the body of Madison, who was two, and the other contained the body of Mary Jane. So now the only missing person was Christian, and after searching and searching and still not being able to find his remains, it became clear that he was likely their suspect. Yeah. So just days after finding Mary Jane and Madison's bodies, Christian was charged with murdering his family and actually placed on the FBI's top 10 most wanted. And so the police were actually able to somewhat track his movements because it was discovered that he'd written down a customer's credit card number at work and was using that during his time on the run. So they were actually able to trace and track that he was headed south toward the Mexico and U.S. border. Well, at least he's dumb. Yeah, at least he's fucking stupid. And a tip actually led authorities to a Mexican cabana where Christian was staying with the German photographer. He actually told this photographer that he was a New York Times writer named Michael Finkel. Which, fun fact, Michael Finkel is actually a real person. Did he know that, or did he just make it up? So he did know that. So supposedly, Christian became obsessed with this Michael Finkel guy who was, like, traveling the world and reporting on all these crazy stories, and Christian just really looked up to him and stole this fucker's identity in Mexico. But you know what? This guy has a job that pays him to travel. It's what an idea. Also, though, this is, like, just a little side tangent. Apparently, at the same time that Christian's story hit the news and, like, it became known that Christian was pretending to be Michael, Michael was also in the news for fabricating a story that he had written. And so I believe that it was stories about, um, 
I think it's called the DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo. Is that how we say it now? Mm-hmm. Um, he went there and he so. basically got all these stories of these different different um, children that were forced to be soldiers, essentially child soldiers that were forced to be there. And he took the reports and combined them into one like super gruesome and super dark report. And it came out that he lied about it. And that it was totally fabricated. And so, like, Michael got this, like, knock at his door. And the reporter was like, do you have any, like, comments for the news story? And Michael was like, god damn it. Like, people know that I faked it. But the reporter is actually talking about Christian taking his identity. So he basically admitted. So Christian essentially saved Michael's ass at this point. Because Michael was going to go down as, like, this huge fucking liar. But the story of Christian was bigger than the story of Michael lying. Which, like, mm, pretty sure that goes against, like, journalism 101, but whatever. Well, yeah, but, like, media, they're going to post the biggest story ever. It doesn't matter. On January 13th, 2002, Mexican officials and FBI agents arrested Christian Longo. And so, Christian has actually never given a full confession on what happened to Mary Jane, Zachary, Sadie, and Madison. Police. I hate this guy. Me too. Police speculate that Christian came home one day after a shift and he and Mary Jane began arguing, which, like, fucking obviously, bro, I couldn't imagine it was happy at this point. Yeah. We would never not be arguing yeah. at that point. Based on Mary's autopsy, he'd likely beaten her and ended up strangling her to death before putting her in the suitcase. Um, then Christian likely strangled his youngest child, Madison, and during her autopsy, this is going to be super fucked up, but during her autopsy, there were still bruises on her neck from Christian's hands. He then put Mary Jane and Madison into the two suitcases, walked them down to the bay, and put them underneath the dock. Christian then came back to the condo, and he had two children left, Zachary and Sadie. And so, again, it's not super clear here, but essentially one of two things happened. Christian either suffocated them at the home and then put them in the van, or he took them alive into the van. But either way, he ended up filling two pillowcases with rocks, tied it to the children's ankles, and one at a time he threw them off the side of the bridge and dumped them into the water. We know that Christian was on the bridge on December 17th because a man actually pulled over thinking that Christian was having car problems and came forward later. And so he stopped. He asked if Christian was okay. And Christian was like, yeah, I'm fine. So the man just drove off. And the man actually testified at Christian's trial saying that Christian seemed totally fine. Like nothing was bothering him. Nothing was out of the ordinary. I'm sure his stress just got, like, relieved. Yep. He just killed all the fucking, essentially, dead weight that he had to carry with him, other than his debt that he put himself into. This guy. So Christian then tried to distract himself by renting a movie, going to the gym, and attending a work Christmas party where he told all of his co-workers that his wife left them. Christian then fled the country, arriving in Mexico, where he rented that cabana, smoked pot, hung out with a bunch of different tourists, pretended to be a journalist, and even was cuddling and making out with that German photographer. So, like, everything was totally fine in his world. Christian, obviously, was in U.S. custody and was about to go on trial. 
But before he went on trial, he actually shocked everyone by pleading guilty to only two of the murders, and that was the murder of Mary Jane and Madison, the baby. What happened to the other two? I'm sure that you can guess. It's usually what family annihilators tend to claim, but Christian told everyone that it started on the 15th when he and his wife actually went on a date. And according to Christian, Mary Jane confronted him about everything. All of the stolen vehicles, all of the money, all of the moving, being on the run. But then on the next night, December 16th, the couple stayed up and confessed it all to her. And according to Christian, Mary Jane just went crazy and she lost it. She wouldn't kill her kids. Don't even come at me with that bullshit. This is what they always do, girl. You should you should already know this is what they always do. Yeah. You can't say she just, like, went crazy and killed her kids and then what? You killed her and your two-year-old? You'd kill your two-year-old because your wife killed your other kids. So, that morning, Christian actually needed to go to work and he was going to stay home. This is all according to him again. But Mary Jane was like, no, we fucking need the money. Like, get your ass to work. Yeah. So, she dropped him off and after his shift, Mary Jane was actually picking him up and she was dressed only in a bathrobe and was barefoot. Christian said that the children were not with her, and that Mary Jane would not speak to him on the way home. When the couple reached their apartment, Christian found Madison's lifeless body on the bed, and he lost it on Mary Jane. He began beating her, shaking her, asking her where the other two children were, to which Mary Jane said, quote, in the water. And once she said that, Christian strangled her to death. But then he realized that Madison was still alive and he thought of her as, quote, dead at this point. So then he began smothering Madison, officially killing her. And then he put both of them in the suitcases and took them down to the water. Why? Why? Which, like, why? This is obviously a lie because we have the testimony of you being on the bridge and also, like, you're just a fucking liar. Like, I don't believe you. And luckily, the jury didn't believe him either. So so on April 7, 2003, the jury found Christian Longo guilty of the murders of his two children, four-year-old Zachary and three-year-old Sadie. He confessed to the other two. Yeah, and then the jury found him guilty of also these two. So we like this outcome. Okay, so he's, yeah. he's guilty of all four. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's guilty okay, of all okay. four. <laughs> I thought you meant they were just like, nah, he only killed those two. No, he confessed to the okay. other two. So, like, they didn't even go to trial. He confessed, didn't confess to Zachary and Sadie, but he was found guilty. So then on April 16th, 2003, the same jury sentenced Christian to death for all four killings. I don't really like the death penalty, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't agree with the death penalty, but I'm not gonna sit here and say that he shouldn't have the death penalty. Yeah. Um, so actually when the trial began, like, several of the jurors were saying that, you know, they thought that the authorities were making a mistake because Christian was so clean cut he was so charismatic there was no way but by the time they delivered their final verdict the jury agreed wow agreed (laughs) the jury agreed to quote look longo square in the eye end quote while reading the sentence and tell him that they didn't fool that he didn't fool anyone and that he was no longer in control good and that is the story of the murder of the longo family 
Great. <laughs> I hope so you guys if you're not that. already depressed, you'll be even more depressed. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna go like curl in a ball. Yeah, that's yeah. I just need to like go for some alone time. But yeah, that's that's our story for this week. Oh, and we wanted to let you guys know that in two weeks, our next episode is actually gonna be with. A really special guest. Her name is Leslie because Kayla is going to be on vacay. Mm, I'm going home to see my family. Which is like, is that a vacation? But <laughs> you are not a family annihilator, so at this point, <laughs> yeah. it totally is. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. Our next episode is going to be a survivor story, so it's going to be much more uplifting. <laughs> Good. Good. I'm glad you leave the depressing, anxiety-ridden, stressful stories with me. For you. And our guests get, like, fun <laughs> and upbeat and, like, intriguing stories. But, like, yeah. you and I, we're just, like, you ready to be depressed? You want to hear the worst shit ever, Kayla? And Kayla's like, no. And I go, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. Yeah, so we love you guys. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.